As with every episode of Storytellers, this episode may contain themes, storylines, or ideas that may not be safe for work. Headphones recommended, and listener discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Storytellers. I'm Derek, and uh, this is the show that proves that anybody can tell a story. It's a combination of two great things, the art of storytelling and the age-old game of telephone. Um, Today, I am joined by a litany of excellent, excellent co-hosts who put together a story that I think is going to blow your mind. Yeah, let's just put it like that. Um, and with no further ado, before we get started, let's go ahead and get them introduced. So, uh, from Sandman Stories, we got Dustin. Dustin, how are you doing today? Doing fine, doing fine. I'm excited about this. I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes because I threw in some stuff that, uh, yeah, it's going to be weird. It, it went. It went. I'm a, that's all I'm going to say. Um, we are also joined by Chris from the Cult Film Companions podcast. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great, Derek. Thank you for um, inviting me to do this. Uh, this was a, a lot of fun. This no was, worries uh, whatsoever. It was uh, an absolute I, pleasure. I have always been a fan of creative writing. This was a this was something new for me. So, you know, that's what I really love to hear is that, um, like, I've had people tell me that this actually opened up. They it it they had writer's block until they did this show, and then all of a sudden they had an idea for a story. And I was like, it better not be this story. But you know, it wasn't <laughs> their idea. Was different, different. But I, you know, I'm hoping that you take this and you're able to get back to your creative writing and just go out there and blow people's minds because that's the beauty of of stories and this beauty of writing. In all honesty, in my opinion. Right. And and I love the, the fact that, yes, it is very much like the the telephone game, which, you know, some people purposely seem to sabotage that game at times. But th- this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm very interested to see <laughs> to see, to see what happens. Yeah, because y'all went first and second. So the person who went third is the homie Baylor uh, from the Baylor for President podcast. Um Currently at work, so I don't think he's going to be able to hop on and say, "I'm here." I don't think he was going to see how I see how I worked that out. I, I lobbed it up to him. He was like, "I'm here." Right <laughs> I, said, I don't think he's going to be able to say it. But Baylor, what's going on with you, Playboy? How you doing? Uh, what's the word? I think this is my second time, right? It is you and uh, Dustin. It's y'all second time each doing stories. And for those of y'all who don't know, Baylor, like. I ain't going to say day one, but I'm going to say day eight. Dude is down his four flat tires. Like, hey, y'all need to <laughs> holler at him and check out his show. I'll have him tell y'all more about it after the show is over uh, or after we get done with the actual story aspect. But And the last person who is here 
uh, is running a bit late, but we're going to go ahead and get started and she can join us. We have Nobu. Um, I'm excited to for y'all to hear her segment of the story uh, more than almost anything else, because. Yeah, I think that's just the best way to put it. Yeah. So um, you got to stick way, the landing, right? Uh, the landing was stuck. Okay. The landing was stuck. The, the oh, you just just you wait. So, the way storytellers works is that I uh, gather three to four storytellers depending on what I want to do. If I'm going to join in on the story, then I gather three. If I'm going to be listening to the story, then I gather four. This time I'm listening to the story, so I gather four. Obviously, um, I get the storytellers and I put their names in alphabetical order and we randomly choose who's going to go first, second, third, and fourth in the story. And then I draw three cards um, out of a box of storyline ideas. Um, and I give them to the first person. The first person has to use those three cards in their story. Now, it doesn't have to be the main focus of the story, but they do have to use those three card ideas somewhere in their story. Um, so for this story, the order went Dustin, Chris, Baylor, and then Nobu. And the three cards were Shoplifter, Magic Gloves, and Last Day at School. Now, Baylor, I've heard your segment of the story. I've heard what you had to say. What do you think? Do you think what the, 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 the cards, do you think the cards all made it to your part of the story or no? I want to say two out of the three, right? Yes. Yeah, two out of the three made it to my story. So it'll be interesting how it's finished. Yes. Uh, well, with no further ado, let's go ahead and get started with Dustin's part of the story. So here's part <laughs> one of this epic, epic tale. Good morning, listener. Want to know about the wildest day on Earth before things came crashing down? Well, strap in, because here comes a tale of MJ and Andy. We'll meet them in a minute. If it was the last day of something, what would you do? Would you raid? Would you break the rules? Would you participate in the purge? Would you try and put everything back together as it should be? Well, it was the last day of school, and MJ knew what they had to do. Now, listener, you might be thinking, last day of school, go out to have a pizza, maybe hit a beach, at very least throw your backpack in the corner and forget about it for a couple of months. But no, this was the last day of school. Or at least that was what MJ read from the typo-laden message at the edge of the strip mall. MJ and their magic glove were to end school as we know it. No more pencils, no more books. No more teachers' dirty looks. All in all, they were just a, another brick in the... Hey, did you notice that? MJ said to Andy. Andy didn't respond. Andy couldn't respond. Andy was short for Android. Not short for an Android, but just the name was... You know what I mean. Check this out, MJ said to an unresponsive Andy. I'm able to physically pick up buildings with this glove. 
I can physically mold this city and make it better. MJ sat for a moment and then switched Andy on. Andy could be rather obnoxious at times, and that's why MJ had shut it down. You know, I could have traded you for an orange, said MJ. An apple, you mean? said Andy. Do they even make those anymore? said MJ. Never mind, I don't really want to know the answer. MJ admired the glove some more. It was white with sequins and smelled faintly of Pepsi and burnt hair. This magic glove was going to resolve a lot of problems if only MJ could wield it for good. The end of school, being able to lift shops, the ability to walk forward while moving backwards. The possibilities were endless. Andy noticed some officers walking by, nudged MJ, and pretended to be off. MJ slipped the glove into their pocket and tipped their hat down so as not to make eye contact. When the danger had passed, MJ had to shake Andy a little to revive it. Andy, are you okay? Are you okay, Andy? That was close. They needed to get out of the strip mall and back home. MJ looked around for a vehicle, something subtle, something that wouldn't attract attention. It didn't matter if it was black or white. Then it clicked. Since it was the last day of school, they could just hotwire one of those big vehicles that they used to transport children around in. Andy was worried. What if we get caught? Won't they notice a big vehicle like this? Is it going to be okay? Will we be safe? MJ smiled, leaned in at a sharp angle, and mumbled something. Huh? said Andy. I said don't worry about it. They don't really care about a bus. Smooth criminal. <laughs> that was pretty damn good. They don't care about us. Um, let me see. Black, black or white? Uh, did I miss any? Smooth Pepsi criminal. and burnt hair? No, no, I mean as far as songs. The Pepsi and burnt oh, hair, yeah. definitely. <laughs> what the fuck, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> You know, every time I'm going to be throwing in a whole bunch of references. I mean, I mean, <laughs> there was Pink Floyd in there, too. Uh, oh, my God. OK. OK. Baylor. It's always going to be something weird, man. Baylor, uh, now that you've heard the beginning of the story, what are your thoughts? This is why me going forward. This is why me and Dustin need to be paired. <laughs> I'm saying like. I I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I think that it was fantastic. I laughed all the way through. And the, the music at the beginning, I was like, is this supposed to be the Warriors? Like, what exactly am I listening to? But this was perfect. Chris, what do you think? I listened to it like 20 minutes just over and over again because I wanted to get um, – I, I, I was keep picking up the song references, and then I wanted to make sure that there was little parts of the story. I wanted to try to utilize every little detail that I could. Um, but I, yeah, I dug the song references a lot, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, like uh, sci-fi androids and writing for a teenage girl are kind of out of my, uh, my, <laughs> out of my depth. 
So I was kind of like, Ooh, what am I going to do with this? Um, so it took me out of my comfort zone, but that's a good thing when you're trying to think creatively, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, Very much so. Dustin, yeah. what were you thinking when you wrote this? Well, I was thinking back to the last time I did Storytellers, and I dropped uh, most of Buster Rhymes' uh, back catalog. And, uh, you know, I wanted to throw in some stuff that was non-traditional, some stuff that was going to be strange. Like, I was originally thinking of Camus, this, I think it's The Stranger, the, the, the one where the, the main character isn't named. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was originally what I was thinking. So... Um, I decided to to just go with they for the main character. I didn't want to push it one way or the other. So I'm just like, hey, you know, the MJ. That could that could be any name. And uh, and then you made sure it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I just you know I love throwing in references. I love callback stuff. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a lot of fun. So I, I thought I'd put something weird on it. I'm not usually first. Last time I was like third or fourth. So you it was were last last time. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean, we thought we had enough, but you gave us some more. Buster Rhymes reference that <laughs> I did there. Y'all are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I, I loved it. I did. I think that you are so inventive and just effortlessly creative. Um, I laughed all the way through. Um, and I, I think you're going to love where this story goes to next. Um, with that said, with no further ado, let's go ahead and get to Chris's section of the story. Uh, here's part two. On any other school day, the officers would have brought MJ and Andy in on truancy charges. But seeing that it was the last day of school... They decided to let the teenager and her android get away with this one. So they left the strip mall. MJ had been gifted the magic love from her father on one of his various business trips. What exactly was her father's business? Well, if you asked her point blank, she couldn't answer that herself. And the only answers that she ever got from her mother were very, very vague and unassuming. Her father often gave her gifts from the various lands and countries that he traveled to, and on one of these trips, he came back with the glove. To some, it might be ugly or tacky, but to her, it was magic. And he promised her that it was magic, but that this magic would only come to her at a certain age, when she was mature enough to handle it. As all students are when entering high school, she was gifted an android acquaintance. She dubbed hers Andy. Not the most original name, but it worked for him and his quote-unquote personality. As all androids are, he was programmed with certain directives that he could not violate. As long as these codes were not broken, he was okay with going along with MJ's what she dubbed shenanigans. A little mischief here and there, as long as it didn't totally violate anything that he had been pre-programmed with, he was okay with. He had been programmed with a basic set of human emotions and a basic understanding of these emotions, but the little nuances still escaped him because they were something that he could not learn and that he was never programmed to. As MJ's friendship circle dwindled as the years of school went on, her only companion, her only friend, her only acquaintance was Andy. 
Again, a little mischief here and there didn't matter to Andy because he felt some sort of joy, joy as he understood it, when she cracked a smile or when she laughed and had noticed that these smiles and laughs became fewer and fewer as the years went on. It was two months ago that MJ's mother had passed. MJ hadn't notified anyone. She put on airs that her mom was still alive, answered the phone, paid the bills on the computer, and continued to go to school. What was she afraid of? She had done nothing wrong. But ever since her mom passed, she felt a calling, a calling from the glove, the glove that her father had gifted her. In fact, it was the last gift that he had ever given her. So on that final day of school, she programmed Alice Cooper's Schools Out Forever into Andy's audio mainframe, played it on a loop as she continued to toy with the glove and its seemingly increasing power. She noticed a huge increase in strength when she had the glove on. And throughout the course of the day, as they made their way from the store to store at the strip mall, she finally discovered just how powerful this glove was. She had lifted an entire building. It was an empty lot, awaiting a store to enter its hallowed grounds and set up shop, so no one took notice. These days, strange occurrences, well, they were a dime a dozen. But after testing the glove and listening to Alice Cooper's Schools Out Forever for the umpteenth time, they approached the school bus. MJ assumed that the bus was empty, for it was still school hours, and therefore there would be no students on the bus. She had seen earlier the driver park, leave it in the shade, and enter a coffee shop. She glanced at her watch and realized she still had about an hour before anyone would notice that the school bus was missing. So she, along with Andy, her faithful but slightly concerned android acquaintance, approached the bus. Opening the doors, they were shocked at what they saw inside. Chris. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. What, uh, what, what, what were the thoughts when you put this together? My all-time favorite author is Stephen King. I've okay. always, I've always been drawn to slightly darker material, I guess. Um, and I wasn't. Sh- I was like, well, I don't. I don't want to take this completely off the rails yet. So why don't we flesh out a little bit of a a backstory there? Um, and so yeah, I took some some just weird influences, and it kind of I don't know. I did I generally when I write, I like to do it up just by hand on a piece mm-hmm. of paper pen. Um, so what I did with this was I just did the audio version of this and I would, I, I don't know, this was the, probably the seventh or eighth take of, of continuing the story. Mm -hmm. I would, I would riff on it for five minutes, 
go back and listen, say, oh, I don't like this. Let me change that. That's a good idea. We'll keep that. So, yeah, that's kind of what I did. I just riffed on it for a while. And, um, yeah, I just kind of, uh, I wasn't, you know, like the last day of school. And there was a mention of the purge early on. So I just thought, well, let's just make it, let's just kind of strengthen up the weirdness here. And really (laughs) kind of, um, uh, bizarre and you know a magic glove um, I don't know for some reason I pictured Michael Jackson's glove the one the one glove the speckled you know mm-hmm. sequined white glove and um, so yeah I, I, I really don't know <laughs> oh I, I understand wholeheartedly about uh, the sequined glove Me, it popped into my mind repeatedly yeah, so I was just like, yeah, and then I just kind of was like, well, I I think all the good um, last day of school songs had already been referenced. You know, you had the Pink Floyd, and um, there was the Michael Jackson references already in there. So I was like, oh, uh, well, it's the last day of school, and I mean, Alice Cooper schools out forever. Come on, you know, that's that's like the ultimate last day of school song. So. And it's actually interesting because Dustin did say no more uh, teachers' dirty looks. I know that part of that song. So I didn't know if he was throwing a lob when he said that or if it was, you know, some folks would say it as a chant back in like the the 70s and 80s. So I didn't know if it was the song that he was alluding to, but I really do love the fact that you picked it up and the fact that you ran with this story in the direction that you went. That is I thought it was absolutely lovely. Like, I thought it was great. Dustin, what'd you think? Uh, I had a lot of fun listening to that. I, I, you know, when I got those cards, it was like last day of summer shoplifting. Well, how about lifting shops? And then, and then Chris goes and, you know, she actually lifted a building. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Keep going with that. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's just fun to see where things go, man. It's it's fun seeing all the cool stuff that Chris is doing with it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> I love the creation of it all. Um, Baylor, what are your thoughts so far? Is it is is I wouldn't call it crazy, but it is. I want to say it's special how creative minds think alike. Mm-hmm. So listening to his part like over 45 times <laughs> because I, because I did the same thing he did. I'm trying to, I want to do a smooth transition, but I also want to keep the sci-fi. And then I saw a little bit of stranger things in there. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I wanted to keep that. Well, you, you will, we'll get to my part, but I wanted to keep the flow going. Speaking of the flow, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get to Baylor's part of the story. Here's part three. MJ was taken off guard. But Andy, well, Andy wasn't surprised at all. See, even though MJ found her new powers with inside this glove, she really didn't know how unique and how special that glove that was given to her by her father was. But Andy did. See, Andy was also programmed to be able to contact other people, resources, and even other androids on different timelines. What MJ and Andy had witnessed on the bus 
was a transportal. Not only could it transport, but you had the option of picking which timeline to be a part of. The kick is, you didn't really know the details of the timeline. Now, there's certain things that you were able to keep. Certain aspects of your life, your former life, or alternate life, if you want to call it, you were able to take with you, including certain memories. Now, on her way inside of this transportal, she thought about it. Even though it is a quick decision that was made, she gave a deep thought about her mom, who's no longer there, how school was going, how much she wanted to be out of school. She knew how special the glove was. And with finding the powers, was trying to figure out where could she go from here with the glove, with this power. But she also wanted to experience a happier life on the other side, a side that she had no knowledge of. So she was able to keep her name. She was also able to, you know, add more details to her name. Now, Andy, on the other hand, has been MJ's best friend. As much as an android can be. But only an android can do so much. MJ was looking to have someone that she could just be best friends with. That a lot of people would consider being weird. Having an android as your best friend could seem a little bit strange in a lot of people's eyes. MJ knew that. She was able to keep the glove with her, but she wasn't able to keep the same Andy. So she had to think long and hard about making that decision. And next thing you know, she fell down the portal. During that portal, her favorite song played, and all you could hear is, No more pencils. No more books. And as she's falling down a portal, music playing. The idea popped in her head. MJ, 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 Andy, Andy, glove. She thought about her mom. She thought about her dad. She thought about the situation she is currently in. And she made her decision. By the time MJ, Andy, and their glove had switched to a different timeline, Andy had made the decision to not only come back as MJ, but to come back as Michael Jackson. Now, again, these timelines don't necessarily give you the details, but she knew of Michael Jackson, and they shared the same initials. That glove went from being very powerful for MJ to historical for Michael Jackson. And yes, I know Andy wasn't able to come back as an android. But Andy was able to come back as Bubbles. MJ seemed to be fine with the new timeline and her new life. The relationship between her and Bubbles grew. 
And what she thought would be more normal than being friends with an android, well, they criticized her for that as well. But that didn't stop her from gaining and maintaining the power of the glove and turning it into something that people thought was amazing, yet normal to the point where they wouldn't look at her or look at the situation as something of a higher power. So yes, even though the glove maintained the power, she was able to make her career seem like it could be achieved by a regular human being. But in fact, it couldn't. Sometimes MJ would get carried away and create things that a normal human really couldn't do. Leaning forward at a certain degree. The moonwalk, which is actually a walk that was created on the moon. But nowadays, a lot of people are able to do it. So there was a nice balance. There was a nice balance. But her music and her videos that was made was unmatched. And that's what her alternate timeline personality is Michael Jackson created. At the end of Michael Jackson's career, For real, Baylor? For real, that's how we going to end that, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, legendary. Like, that's how we going to end it? We just going to drop it off and hope the next person picks it up and runs with it? Yeah, they they can do it. They got Uh, it. What what were you thinking when you put this together? It It was the initials. It was the gloves. And I'm like, Android, I kept thinking of Smooth Criminal. Um, and it was, it, I just thought sci-fi. I said, I'm about to take this somewhere else. Um, but it seems like everybody was, was headed that way. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, know about, I don't know about the portal, but <laughs> 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 we was definitely heavy on, on, on the Michael Jackson references and that's that, yo. That's crazy, like shit, man. I'm just bummed out that none of the, like, like I love, I love Michael, but we couldn't get Stranger in Moscow in here anywhere. We couldn't get uh, Leave Me Alone or Speed Demon or nothing. <sighs> <laughs> Look, Off <man>. the wall. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, as of three stories in, we definitely off the wall. <laughs> we're certainly living that way so dustin hearing the story from this point what what's your thoughts so far uh I, i'm loving the way it's going around um <laughs> definitely those little nuggets of mj that i you know getting the magic glove thing i'm like magic glove who's got magic glove mj's got a magic glove and hearing it go through chris and then go on to baylor and yeah leaning in at a sharp angle i was like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that thought. You know that Macaulay Culkin had a magic glove too, right? Like, have you never seen Wish Kid? Like, Macaulay had the glove. Like, the star became the 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 glove hand, and then he. It was a stupid cartoon. It was right alongside MC Hammer's uh, cartoon where he had talking shoes. 
Um, and I, I definitely, I, def, I definitely remember those cartoons too. <laughs> but everybody know MJ glove was just different. We know that glove was just different. Like as soon as he said it has sequins on it, I'm like, it's a wrap. You already like just say Michael Jackson and let's just move forward. Like, <laughs> oh my God, sequin gloves. There's nobody else who did that at all. Chris, how are you enjoying yourself thus far? Yeah, I'm mute, Chris. Is that better? Can yep. you hear me yep. now? Oh, it's it's Alice in Wonderland with the King of Pop, and huh. it, it it's genius. I just I, I I love the fact that little kind of things that you know weren't so detailed and you know, the prior versions now all of a sudden become something completely, I just would never have gone there. And I, I love it. The, the, the reveal of it being Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> if you could see the look on my face, I was just like, that's, that's brilliant. Like, because everything now is multi, you know, multiverses and multi timelines. I'm like, this, this is an alternate Michael Jackson history, like the un the real unauthorized uh biography of Michael Jackson was that don't, he really don't, don't say it like that. That's hey, how we're gonna hey, end up getting hey, sued. Hey, but Chris, <laughs> th- this is the thing though. When the 30 for 30 come out on this episode, yeah, you going do you know how I struggle back and forth between going going between Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan? I almost went there. <laughs> I was gonna say of all of all the Michael Jackson songs that haven't been referenced yet, uh, Jam that that song. Oh, it ain't too yeah. much. Oh, <laughs> that that song is just killer. You know what though? That whole album, like I, being of sound mind and body, and being an adult now, I think Dangerous is probably my second favorite Michael Jackson album of all time. Um. History notwithstanding, because history is an anthology, but Dangerous <laughs> just has a lot of really great tracks on it, like back to back to back. That's where Black or White was, as well as um, Give, in to, Give In To Me. Is Give it? In To Me, Keep It In The Closet, Remember yep. The Time, um, Who Is It, which is such an underrated bop, um, Jam, um, Why You Want to Trip On Me, oh my God. Okay, I got to stop. I'm getting shivers. So, <laughs> Nobu was unable to join us, um, but her story, her her segment of the story closed out our story. And I can tell y'all without a shadow of a doubt that while y'all took this sci-fi epic journey of Michael Jackson and walked with it, she grew wings and she flew. Literally. So, with no further ado, I am very proud to say, here's Nobu's section of the story. At the end of Michael Jackson's career, he reflected on the long, rich career he had built. He had become a superstar the whole world over and for all he knew he might have been a superstar in other worlds. We don't know. We might find out. We might not. But MJ could hardly believe it. From her humble beginnings, the glove, the transportal, 
Andy, Bubbles, all of it was truly incredible. And so Michael Jackson put on the glove one more time to feel its power. It had become a part of him in so many ways. And as he put the glove on for the final time, he closed his eyes and willed himself to think back as far as he could to the very, very first time he had held the glove. And he forced himself to focus on that moment, that instant the glove had touched his hand, the sensations he had felt, the smells he had smelt. He willed himself to focus on only that. After a while, he felt his body lift, spin and spin and spin. And he realized that he once again had activated the transportal that he had traveled through a long, long time ago with his friend Andy. He felt the whirring in his ears get louder and louder and louder and he felt a pressure in his chest that felt like it might threaten to explode and when everything came to a rest he was sitting in a field it was calm and sunset the sun was glowing orange and hot low on the horizon and families with their children played nearby in front of him there were great mountains that were snow-capped and behind him was a beautiful forest thick and dense and there he was on the field alone strangely he felt happy there were so many things in his life that he hadn't been able to control and there were certain things that he had been able to control he felt at peace at last with everything as it had been with everything as it was and everything as it was going to be he took the glove off one last time and folded it neatly and put it at his side he then got up and did the moonwalk one last time it made him giddy to think how the simple silly even little dance had made so many people all over the world happy and made them marvel and when he moonwalked for the last time, he grabbed his crotch in that signature move and posed for absolutely no one to see. His final performance as Michael Jackson. He then came back to and started to walk towards the dense forest, not knowing exactly what would happen or what he would do but he just knew 
that that's where he needed to be. I said, I want to be where you are. Oh, oh, see how I did that. I want to wanna be that's where. That's got to be the ending song right there. That has to be it. <laughs> I'm scared because I think the FBI is going to come through the window right now. I think we just cracked something. <laughs> Y'all literally <laughs> put together. I don't, I don't know. Dustin, hearing the entire story, this is your fault. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> I learned that was, nothing. That, that was beautiful. I mean, all these storytellers with great voices, man. Y'all, you really put together a team this time, man. I I just sat there enjoying the whole thing. Right, like that. Nobu's voice is on par with uh, Thesaurus' voice uh, from Legendary Podcast, a uh, Legendary Africa podcast. Yeah. Um, it's lush. It's just, it's beautiful. And I just love the way that that story turned out. Um, Chris, what do you think of the entire story? Loved it. Everything about it, just the way that the characters grew and evolved. And I, I, I just, what I absolutely love, my favorite part is that I never would have guessed in a thousand years where this was going to turn out. And, right? And something, her voice was just perfect to, to like end on this coda of just like peacefulness of like, I don't know. There was something just the way she wrapped up everything. Um, and it, it was still funny, but like she didn't, like the crotch grab <laughs> kind of thing, but um, I just loved it, and it, it's it was just I, I think that I tossed in a bit of chaos, and then it ended very peacefully, and I, I like that. Yeah, so. I, I love I, to to quote the A team. I love when a good plan comes together. Like I love when a good story just works out no matter what. Baylor, what were your thoughts? It was like, and I I agree. I agree that she has a perfect voice to end a story because it was like, it was like going off into the sunset. We literally just created, without knowing what we was doing, an alternate origin story for Michael Jackson on a different timeline. (laughs) That is crazy right there. The MJCU. That is crazy. And, and and the thing about it is we we all I think we just all thought the same thing. We just had different parts of hell though. We need to call Netflix because this is a series where like we came up with similar ideas but for different parts of the movie. You know, it would be really interesting if there was a graphic artist who was able to draw to illustrate these stories as they're as as we do them or as they're done and then we make like an animated version of these stories i think that would be a really cool like i know that there's i love robots or whatever it's called on netflix i think that this would be a really cool thing to do like that as well but when i was thinking of this I, i i like i said earlier stranger things popped in my head but when i said she started to fall down the portal it was all in an animation type of way 
You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and then the ending, and I know that the, the the song wasn't a part of it, but that was the perfect song to end it with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that you got me thinking how many Michael Jacksons it is. You know what? There's a million more that I could have fit into that. Oh, but God, I love this. I, I I was so happy with this story, and I knew that y'all would be happy with it too. It just worked out perfectly. Um, so before we close out, Dustin, go ahead and tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your show. The floor is yours. Uh, I'm just Dustin of Same Man Stories Presents. If you have trouble sleeping, uh, you can hear me read wild folklore from around the world. So you can find me anywhere at Sandman Stories Presents. I don't I don't listen to his stories to go to sleep. I listen to his stories on my way to work because they fit perfectly into my commute to work. And I love every moment of it. Um, and I urge y'all to check him out. Like, honestly, honestly, I do. Chris and I, we got together and we did a bang out episode of a show. Uh, and he has like a million more just like him. Chris, tell him something about yourself. Tell him something about the show. The floor is yours. Thank you so much. Um, this was an absolute ball. And um, I, I, I just wanted to mention, I love how there was music. It was music centric from the very beginning, but it never, of all the musical references that were scattered throughout the first two parts, for it, it to end up being a Michael Jackson story was just, I mean, that that's, you can't make that up. Um, but I'm the host of the Cult Film Companion podcast. Yeah, I had... Um, um, the privilege of having Derek on to r- review an absolutely terrible movie that was somewhat enjoyable to do. Um, we're available on all the major podcast platforms. I cover cult films from every genre, time period, and director. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to bring some more uh, attention to some to some gems that might have gotten forgotten over the years. Gems and TNT Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's true. but it's a great time it is such a lovely lovely show and i know that y'all will enjoy it so please give it a listen it's available everywhere um i would say listen to it on good pods that's that's just me dropping a note off and baylor tell them something about yourself tell them something about your show the floor is yours fam Absolutely. BTG for president. Open Road with BTG, part of the Rare Signage Network. Uh, also, I'm one I'm one fourth of the Breaks Radio, one third of Black Corey Humor. Shout out to the lunch break. There's content everywhere. You just got to go grab it. Yep. And I'm going to tell you all right now, this man is A1. Like when it comes down to it, my dream show. I know, I know I'm putting this out there and I'm, I'm, I might be hurting other people's feelings. My dream show is to get you, Baylor, on with Anthony and Stone. <laughs> forget oh. that, yo. <laughs> oh my God, if I can get the boys to forget that, yo, on an episode, it is going to be bananas. And whether or not I'm on it with y'all or tomorrow, from tomorrow till the dawn comes on, Tamara till the dawn comes on, either way it goes, it's a great time. I'm 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 trying. Well, it's, it's well I do want to I do want to I do want to say this though. You got to get your flowers too because as as a person that considers himself a creator uh, in many different lanes, it never crossed my mind to create something like this ever. And I've never heard anybody come close to even thinking about making something like this with multiple. You the only person I know that know every podcast from different universes. 
<laughs> and you you bring us together, and it's like I don't I don't I know me and, and Dustin has done one before. I've never met Chris before, but it's like I haven't talked to y'all in a while. You know what I mean? That's how you make it. That's how you make it feel. That's how it's very comfortable, inviting, and you know how to cook. You still haven't seen me no food. There's no judgment on that. Hey, but I just be, made some brisket too, fam. Like real talk. And, uh, and the, the the thing about that is you you put it in our faces. And you know that we can't get none right now. And that's cool. But the fact that you could bring a lot of creators together that never met each other, either by audio or in person, but we feel like we've been knowing each other for a while, that's different. You might be from another timeline, my friend. You know, I might might be. I might uh, be the watcher from MCU that just brings everybody together and is like, yo, it's time to go to work. Uh, I can't get involved all the time, but when I do, it means it's time for something big to happen. I think I said that right. If not, my homeboy Brandon's going to tear me up. Brandon C. from the Say Something Nice podcast. Um, and, for, and for people that haven't seen these movies, you don't actually have to go see the movie. Just ask him, and it's like he knows every movie, every line, the soundtrack. He knows everybody's personal life of the <laughs> actors that was in the movies and or TV shows. It's crazy. I don't know how you store that all up there. I me mean, neither. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I'm I'm gonna take those kind words with me into my darkest days in the in the winter. Um so storytellers is available on basically all podcast networks. Um I am going to go ahead and say that you can now check us out on Apple uh podcasts. You can also check us out on Amazon Music, which I'm pretty pleased about. Um you can check us out on Spotify, Good Pods, uh, Podchaser. Um, just type Rashani into Google and all my stuff will come up. It's incredible. Um, you can leave a voicemail for the show at 916-633-1537. Uh, the email address is storytellerspod at gmail.com. Um, the Twitter name is Storytailspin. That's T-A-L-E-S-P-I-N. OEO. Um, for y'all Disney folks, I hope y'all got that reference. Uh, there's a reason why I named it Storytell Spin. Um, you can also leave a review on Spotify. It takes like eight seconds. Uh, you can leave a review on uh, Podchaser, copy and paste that into the Apple Podcasts, and then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. Uh, you could donate to the show through patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast, or on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. Dustin is on Twitter at storiessandman, Sandman, not Sandmant. Uh, Chris is on Twitter at, uh, don't tell me, I got it. That's not that's not how it works. That's that's not what his is, but uh, Chris is on Twitter at Cult Film Comp. Cult Film Comp. Don't worry, these all be in the show notes. And Baylor is on Twitter at she. Baylorism. Yeah. Baylorism. Yeah. Yeah. They they snatched they snatch, they my other one. My other one is in a tick, um, Twitter jail uh, for two life terms. Damn. So, yeah. I tried, to go to, I tried to get sent to Twitter jail once. It didn't yeah, work. No, they, they sent me straight to prison. Yeah. No parole, <laughs> no nothing. And Nobu's on uh, Twitter at Auntie Coconut. And that's A-U-N-T-Y, Coconut. 
Thank y'all all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate y'all. You be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. Theme music for storytellers was provided by Revolution Void and it's called Someone Else's Memories. You can find it at the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.